Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. It was cool. We were vibing. We had a good thing going. It was special. We were living free. Then we thought, hmm. About time we turned two into three. No big deal, right? Then she changed. Then he changed. She looked different. He was different. What What happened? So today, Joseph, my husband, is with me again, and we are talking about what happens in a marriage when a baby enters onto the scene. So we know that there are lots of changes, right? I mean, for us, this was five years ago when our first little one came onto the scene. Almost six. That's right. That's right. And there definitely were a lot of changes, right? Like, obviously, mathematically, you got one plus one plus one. (laughs) being three or if you got twins or triplets that's another story but let's just focus on one baby right so you already have a new person um in the mix in the mar in the family i should say um and so you have that change you have physical changes you know the mom um especially delivering a child um there are going to be physical changes that you have to get used to. Hopefully only the mom, right? <laughs> Actually, the no, dad, because... the dads out there, why, why are you gaining weight? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's been the dads who were eating right along with the moms along the way. So, yeah. you know, there might be some <laughs> physical changes in the dads as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be careful with that one. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we know, you know, there's physical changes adjusting to uh, mom's new body. Mom has to adjust to her new body and dad has to adjust to his his wife's new body. So those are the physical changes. Right. And then mental changes mentally, like just thinking about life being different. It's just not the same anymore. And if this hasn't been really thought about or communicated, it can really throw a marriage off guard um throw it for a loop you know those expectations that we were talking about in the past weeks you got to readjust reset those um but like you said if that's not spoken about ahead of time if that's not anticipated that could lead to frustration and it often does right I mean, and then practically speaking, there are financial changes. I mean, again, if that's not communicated, if that's not prepped for in advance, um, that can catch you off guard. Especially that formula. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Diapers. I remember that when we started supplementing. That wasn't fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Things change. I mean, first... like $100. (laughs) You might get hit with the hospital bill to begin with, right? So there's just a lot of changes financially that we you can't just leave out can't discount that 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 impact on a marriage and a family um so there's so many changes what else happens i mean the focus becomes solely on the baby um it's all about meeting this baby's needs right and rightfully so i mean <laughs> you have a baby to take care of but sometimes that focus that hyper focus can come as um 
uh, in a way, it can come at the expense of the needs of the husband, the needs of the wife, the needs of, um, you know, the the marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's a change in it of itself. In it of itself. I think the uh, the hyper focus is like yeah, it's 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 uh, stressful for the marriage, but it's not. It's not necessarily the hyper focus, but the duration. It's like this baby needs you twenty four seven, three sixty five. Um, at least for that very first year, completely dependent. I mean, even after that, still dependent. But those first few months are are crucial, and that's when the most changes are happening. So, I just I just remember those times, and you reminded me as you're talking how. Um, intense it was, you know, even throughout the night. It's like, okay, it's not just during daylight hours. It's not nine, this is not a nine to five deal. Hmm, right. This is a t- 24 hours, <laughs> literally. 24 hours, around the clock. All night, around the clock, especially if your wife is, um, is breastfeeding, you know, she's up late. As a result, you know, you might be up because she's getting up, but then you go back to sleep, but then you wake up in the morning and she's, tired you come back from work she's tired she's cranky so anyway it's 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 the real deal mm-hmm. a lot of changes yeah mm. yeah so good all right what else happens um one of the biggest things that that can happen when the baby comes into play comes is is part of the family now is that you know naturally um maybe sometimes forcefully one spouse dominates in terms of childcare over the other. You know, I quickly think of the uh, example of the mama bear, you know, that is protective of her cubs. And um, this idea of like, you know, mama bear, mama's doing all the work and papa snoozing or, you know, watching TV. (laughs) Um, And so uh, you see that that can be a change. And, And, you know, let me just say that it is not always the mother, um, uh, taking those reins by force and dominating, it could be it could be a reversal. Um, I've seen it where the man, the husband, is generally more um, more of the caretaker than the wife for various reasons. Um, but dominating by force is not healthy, of course. Um, but that's something that can happen um, when there's not communication on that. I know you want to speak on this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean it's definitely a stereotype. The, you know, the 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 mother, forcefully, taking taking over the relationship, and now it's her and her cubs or her and her baby, and you know, the guy's snoozing somewhere, sleeping, um, not taking care of his responsibilities. Um, I mean that's what's projected. That's what we see on the uh, media and whatnot. And you know, for the most part, it. There's some truth to it, mm-hmm. but as you alluded to, it's not, it's not a a, a law, uh, so to speak. And I know there are good guys out there that are taking care of their responsibilities, uh, that are not just gonna let things fall through the cracks. Um, and as as a a man of God, I mean, look, we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do. So love your wife, cherish your wife, and this is one way to do so. Her body's changing. Uh, life has changed as you know it. And, you know, it's just 
do what you got to do. Um, so she's taking on a new role as a mother. You're taking on a new role as a father. But those first few months, it's really her and that baby. She, biologically, she has everything that the child needs um, to take care of the child. And so just naturally, she's going to be with the child more. Um, and I know for 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 us, Aya, I, I picked up the slack um, in the kitchen and uh, around the house, you know, just doing the cooking, the cleaning, um, the errands. And that's the balance, you know, it shifts. And so, you know, there, there were times where it was kind of like there was some friction, there was some unknown. But I think one thing that we learned from that was just being fluid and going with it, being malleable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah. You know, if you if you're rigid, I mean, this is a transitional period. If you're rigid, you might break. <laughs> so we're jumping ahead, though, because we want to just talk about what happens and then we'll, we can get into what can be done. OK, so um, good stuff. Um, but just one more thing that, that we thought of in terms of what can happen when baby enters stage right, if you will, is that um, there are lots of outside voices that are allowed in. And I, I say that in that way because, yes, a baby comes into the picture. Everyone wants to, to be a part, right? Um, you have the mother of the wife, the mother of the husband, the fathers, uh, you know, newly grandparents, you know, they're excited. You have siblings, you have aunties and uncles. Everybody wants to, to have an input. Um, but what happens is too many voices are allowed into this nuclear family that is just forming, um, that, that is in a fragile state, if you will. Um, and you have to be careful what is allowed in and to ensure that nothing is dividing this, this fragile nuclear family. (laughs) Um, so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's important to note these different things that can happen. Right. And so now that we know what can happen, let's talk about what can be done, what can be done ahead of time, what can be done while um, and ongoing. Um, So to ensure that the marriage continues to bring God the glory, because that's that's our focus. Right. Even when a baby comes in um, into the picture, into the family, that this marriage is still held glued together with Christ as the center. So what can be done? Um, I would say, first and foremost, what came to my mind was the scripture from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, which says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And I think that's just an important scripture to hold on to uh, because this is a new time for the both of you, uh, for both husband and wife. And it requires grace, lots of grace and mercy. Um, so what are some of the things that can be done? Um, I think you hear us say it so many times, or hear me say it so many times, but communication is crucial it's the crux it's essential when you're going through these changes right and let's let's say let's 
further emphasize that it's communication before, communication during, and I say communication after, but then there really isn't an after, right? Because we're lifelong parents. This idea of like, um, you know, parent until they're 18, to me, doesn't fly because um, God has steward, you know, placed them in our hands to steward them well, right. um, and he never gave an end point to that. And so I take that as as long as I'm living, <laughs> You know, I I am to steward my children well. So that re- the relationship looks different as they grow up, of course. You know, and as you 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 get as they get older, they might even it might even look more like a mentorship. Mm. But um, I hear you. Yeah, you're, you're still their parent, lifelong parents. Yep. Right. So that communication between husband and wife is lifelong. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it like that. Yeah. I think one thing to touch on is um, that nonverbal communication. Mm, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, build, building up the sign language uh-huh. and the uh, winking of an eye or the click mm-hmm. or, hey, if I put if I scratch my back two times like this. <laughs> they can't see you. You're silly. <laughs> you know no. what that means. But seriously, that code language is crucial. I mean, I remember having conversations, and this goes to... Another point of being on the same team, we've spoken about that, being on one accord, but even more important when you have other people, other voices, right, that you and your spouse, me and my husband, that we are on one accord. So I remember having conversations, knowing that we were going to have family come over before they came. Hey, this is the deal. And we're having conversations between the two of us. It's like a huddle. <laughs> right, it Get is. Get in the huddle. Get, Get in the huddle. huddle. This they is have to what... door. They have to door. Hurry up. Get <laughs> well, in the huddle. <laughs> no, to all of our family members listening, no, of course not. But just in general, um, seriously, like we, we, you know, if we had a schedule that we wanted to keep because we wanted to to put keep baby on a specific schedule, you know, bedtime was going to be seven o'clock regardless of who was there. And it was important that me and my husband, we were on the same page. So if seven o'clock was rounding up, like we would, you know, there would be an eye, there would be someone would stand up, but whatever the case might be, there would be something where we were both on one Accord. And so if a parent, if a family member, and I'm not saying this, I'm not calling anyone out, but I'm just saying, right, right. (laughs) If a family member said, oh, you know, can't the baby stay, um, stay down here just a little longer? Um, or, you know, someone's, I'm coming around eight o'clock, you know, I would love to see the baby that we would be on the same, the same page, right? That our rule that the baby's going down at seven would be consistent between us. And so no one would be able to bring division, um, in little ways like that. And not that they would, they, you know, not that family wants to do that intentionally. I'm going to speak generally. Um, but we have to be careful. You have to be careful to protect what is yours um, and what and how your household is run. Especially now that you have this baby in the picture. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, family coming over and it's meal time, and it's like, okay, time to eat. And it's just like, okay, we didn't have this conversation. Who's going to do all the dealings, dish dish the food? And, <laughs> and uh, you know, family's in. I'm just like, okay, oh, I have to do this. <laughs> because I'm nursing. <laughs> right. And it's just like, okay, just, I mean, some of that stuff, 
you live and you learn. You know, it's reactionary the first time. Mm-hmm. Second time, if it catches you, shame on you because you it already happened once. <laughs> but the third time, it's like, okay, family's coming over. I know the deal. Aya is um, probably going to have to nurse or if something comes up. So, okay, let me just prepare my mind. I see what time it is around dinner time. People are probably going to be hungry. Um, matter of fact, let me even get in the kitchen. Let me prepare something. What is it going to be? You don't want to be in there last minute trying to figure it out. Um, and so, yeah, just those those things really help just kind of get my, my mind together uh, ahead of time so that I wasn't caught off guard uh, personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, speaking of change, like that makes me think of, you know, the fact that um, this new season demands change, right? And it's either you adapt and you make the necessary changes or you suffer and and, and stutter and, <laughs> and just kind of like falter along the way to like to get to an end result. And it's just not it's, that's not the way that we want we want to go. Right. And so. We need to change. Um, change. Change is necessary. Um, change in routines. Change in expectations. We've spoken about that. Um, mm-hmm. Change in dynamics. Um, family dynamics. Just things. Things have to change. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the change in your mindset, and and like I said earlier. Being malleable because you're not going to be able to predict every single thing that's going to happen. But if you are in a place where you're willing and always ready to extend grace to your spouse, uh, if you're in a place where uh, you're flexible and you're ready to be a team player, then you'll be successful. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a life lesson. I don't, it's, I don't mm-hmm. think that strictly applies uh, to marriage uh, by itself you can apply that to many other places uh in life but talking about uh, marriage and and um you know bringing in a child or two or three uh into the equation mm-hmm. definitely want to be flexible and just just ready for whatever mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna look the same way that it looked when it was just you and your wife that's good that's good that realization like just just accept it um we're not saying that it's gonna be better or worse well we hope it's better (laughs) well we're not saying that it's necessarily for the worse it's just gonna be different and and receive that welcome that change don't fight against it and don't you know look at it like oh like longingly longing for the the days with your spouse prior to right like you you wanted this child um and or you know if, even if it caught you by surprise this child is a blessing um the the, the bible talks about children being great re- rewards from the lord like you know it, it's it's a blessing this child is a blessing and so the changes that come with this child coming into your lives is a blessing um so so just keep that in mind keep that in mind yeah it's good one personal example that I have of having to adapt to a change um, and longing, kind of longing for life the way it was before and just having the freedom and kind of balancing the two is the gym, right? So 
typically I would go whenever after work, um, work out before work. I just had the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, but when, when we had our first child, I wasn't willing, it's not that I couldn't, but I, I wasn't willing to miss out on family time, uh, after work to go to the gym. It's not that it wasn't important, but it wasn't the most important thing to me. Uh, but I still wanted to go. And so after, I don't know, uh, two or three months of not going and just committing that time to the new season and adapting, I uh, I decided that oh, it was probably like six months. I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go for a while. I was doing some stuff at home. Yeah. Maybe some push-ups and stuff like that. I, I have weights and whatnot, but definitely was not in the gym for a while. I remember that. But then I was like, all right, I want to go. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would go after we put our our daughter to sleep and that was probably around nine or nine thirty at night um i mean for some of you that might be business as usual but for me i didn't i didn't like that um having knowing that i was gonna have to go to work the next day uh but i did it i did it for a few months and then um i don't even know what i did after that but you just got to change. You got to adapt, mm-hmm. you know. Um, at one point, it was just like, okay, I try to get something in during the week. One one workout during the week and then hit it hard on the weekends, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And maintain during the week. But this is, this is your new season. And um, the great thing about it is that it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> I think that's something to keep in mind because it does get difficult. It can be difficult, let me say it like that, when you have little ones or a little one and it's just like, man, I can't, I have no time for myself. Mm-hmm. I have no time with my wife, my husband. We can't go out on a date, you know, for what whatever it is. We can't go to the movies, like all these things that we used to do, we can't do. Uh, but just know that it does get better mm-hmm. as they get older they become more engaged, they talk, they uh, they start walking, you can take them out places, they ask questions, be ready for that. <laughs> uh, they come into their personalities. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, you know, um, they're old enough and you, you can let them stay at the babysitter and then maintain to some level of normalcy. Then it's then the second the second one comes and you start over again, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Wait, before that though, I mean, you make really good points in terms of like keeping big picture in mind that this season is not forever; it is just a season. So enjoy and, it. And yes, yeah, so one enjoy it, right? They say it goes by so fast, and it does. Yep. Um, but to really try to enjoy, find the good in you know the the late night. Um, feedings and um, the early morning uh, cries and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you know, find the good in it and enjoy it. And then, you know, in those moments, find ways to connect husband and wife to connect with one another. Um, Enjoy the blessing that the Lord has placed in your in your care. Um, And then be creative this, like I said, this new season demands change. So be creative in how you and your spouse can connect, um, even with this new baby in tow. Um, and so maybe that looks like um, 
you know, maximizing the weekends because one of you, you know, the husband works or both of you work, um, but maximize the weekend and, you know, the baby is going to go to sleep. You can have a movie night, you know, at home. Um, <laughs> we did a lot of those. A lot of movie Friday nights. Friday nights. Or date nights, you know, um, or, at home. <laughs> some food, watch a good movie. Right. Yep. So there, there are things that you can do to continue to maintain you and your spouse. You don't want to lose your identity um, you don't want to lose your identity as an individual. And then you also don't want to lose your identity as a husband or as a wife and um, continue to enjoy each other. So that's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You you made me, you reminded me that the covenant relationship is between the husband and his wife, the wife and her husband. Mm-hmm. And God is the third strand of, of the rope that ties it all together. Mm-hmm. And so when the child comes in, you know, the child is, is an extension, is the fruit of that relationship. Mm. But the child is not in the covenant relationship. Wow. The, the child is just, you know, uh, uh, the child is just the, the fruit that has been born from that relationship, right? That's good. Um, because of the love that and the, that is thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it is important, like you're saying, to maintain what God has um, has given you. And bless you with, and it it also makes me, it reminds me of um, the podcast a few weeks ago when we were talking about not despising the tests. Mm-hmm. You know, remember you might you might be that person that has been praying for six months, a year, two years to have a child. You know, and then the child comes. And then you face some difficult times as a result of, hey, this is a child that is completely dependent on you. I mean, to keep to keep it alive, literally, mm-hmm. every every moment you're at their beck and call. Um, and so just remember, it, it, it's a result of something that you prayed for. And a lot of times, I would say all the time. Anything that's worth having is gonna be is gonna demand some type of sacrifice, mm. uh, and so how much more children that mm. grow and you know have personalities and so dynamic. This is not a machine. It's not something that can break. That can be outdated. It's a human being that you just brought into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that by God's grace is gonna take care of you when you get older, and so just um, suffer well. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There is a level of suffering, but uh, we do it out of love. Look how Christ suffered for us, Mm. suffered and died, but he rose. Amen. But he died. Let's not forget that he died. (laughs) Right, right. He died all the way. He was dead, dead. Gone. And so that's that's crazy love right there. And... um, how I, I I thank God that we get to partner with him in in parenthood mm. and understand what it feels like to fully sacrifice for somebody, even though we're not giving our lives, but we're giving every waking moment, all of our strength, our resources, our time. It goes to that child or those children. Yeah, especially in that infancy stage. I love it. So good. 
you know, we really, it's, it's so important that we keep Jesus at the center. Um, we look to him for guidance. You know, he directs us, his, his spirit, his word, his presence, like let him um, lead you, lead you guys in your marriage as you're um, faced with a newborn baby um, or you're on to the second child and now, or you're, you're on to the third and now you're outnumbered, <laughs> you know, those, each season is going to bring a different, um, different feel, but mm. Jesus should always remain the center. Um, uh, you know, I think of Proverbs three, five and six, it talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart all and your leaning heart. not onto your own understanding yeah. and in all your ways acknowledge him in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths mm-hmm. and so um even with all this advice that we're sharing from our own personal experiences um it really is the Lord um that will lead you specifically in your family uniquely um but seek him seek him on every issue as this as you are raising yeah. your children um you know seek him to cover your marriage uh so that you guys grow older and you're not looking at each other as strangers once the the kids have grown and moved out of so the good. house right and so it's it's too too late then um but keep Jesus at the center now look to him for your guidance um, look to him to help you receive help from those around you too, right? Because we should wisely seek the counsel of those around us. The Bible talks about that. Mm-hmm. And we should wisely receive the help that is offered around us, or maybe not offered, but if you ask, would be um, given, right? And so keep those in mind as you are dealing with um baby that comes into the picture or even if it's already you know your your little one is two years old three years old like this information doesn't change it's still important to be reminded um you know do a do a a check-in hey where are we in our marriage that's always important regardless of what season you're in but um, always check in with one another and see where you are and see, you know, are we in a season where the focus has been a lot on these kids and help us to refocus because it really isn't about that. And I just, I don't want to repeat what you said, but I just loved how you talked about the covenant and it mm-hmm. not being about the child. The child is the, is the fruit of it. So, so good. Yeah. So much good information. Um, anything else you want to say, babe? Yeah, something else that came to mind was just using a work analogy. You know, when you get a promotion at work, let's say you go from being a, a manager to a a director or a director to a VP. That that new role, there's going to be some ambiguity. There's going to be a lot of unknowns associated with it. But, you know, you go into it knowing that, okay, I'm here because I deserve the promotion, right? The foundation is strong and I'm going to use my experiences. That's, that draws into what you just said, Aya. Um, reaching out to those who have gone before you, whether it be parents, mm. friends that are in a similar season, that maybe they have older kids. Right, a season ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a mentor, whoever, somebody that, that has gone before you and has done what you are are currently doing um and and let's not forget asking god 
for wisdom. Of course. Yeah, you had me thinking about James when you were talking. That we should we should reach out to God and ask God for wisdom. He gives, you know, freely. equally and freely to mm-hmm. to whoever wants and believes that He can actually do it for them. Uh, and so we definitely want to to draw upon God's wisdom because He, if anybody knows how to be a parent, <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's let's not even. I mean, we don't have to draw that out. God knows, right? Um, and so yeah, I just you had me thinking about the whole work analogy. So. Yeah. Promotion. It's a promotion. That's that is what it is. When you when you have a child, you're being promoted. God has given you a gift. When you have a second child, you just got a double promotion. (laughs) And even the government blesses you with those deductions. (laughs) So that's that's money in the bank right there. Um, They're expensive, but (laughs) there's a there's some payback at the end of the year. It's worth it. So many good nuggets here. I love it. All right, y'all. So you need to stay tuned or you should stay tuned (laughs) for next week's episode because we are going to have yet another lovely couple sit down with us. But as like a part two to this episode, we're having a couple who um, just had a baby. Um, Their son is just six months old and they're going to talk to us about real life, what it's been like, how it's been going (laughs) Um, now that baby has entered stage right. Um, So it's going to be good. You will enjoy it. So tune in next week when that drops. Share this, like it, subscribe, tell a friend, all the good stuff. (laughs) I truly hope that you guys have been blessed. listening to us share our hearts with you and uh, we pray that God um, just continues to lead you and guide you on your own journeys. Um, I will say that if we're going to talk about parenting, uh, raising children in any way, I have to recommend this book. Um, It is called Shepherding. I can't get this word right. It is called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. And it's an amazing book um, where uh, Mr. Tripp leads us um, through the word. He uses the word fiercely to show us how we should parent our children. And I think that it is a must read for any parent. It's a read and reread type of book. for parents with children of any age, seriously. So I'll put his information in the episode description. Um, and yeah, check it out. All right, guys. That's it for now. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>